This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Welcome to Among the Stacks, everyone. I am Chelsea, and I'm joined here with Miss Amanda. Thank you. That took a couple of tries for me to get that out this <laughs> afternoon. How are you? Um, as I've said all week, it's because Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> every every problem I've had this week, I fell in the bathtub. I have sore muscles from an exercise class. I have blisters on my feet from walking, and it's all because Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> oh my goodness! I could go on and on about everything I've done wrong this week, but we won't get into that. It's been crazy. Yeah, crazy. But we're here with all y'all, all of our. Um, loyal listeners <laughs> like 12 <laughs> I hope we build more than that I feel like I feel like this podcast has got such a great avenue that it could go on if everybody could just get together and we could promote it better and everybody just could be on board and I've got high hopes for it yeah. I don't want to give up on this podcast yeah I mean we have a solid 10 people who listen every week. I, I look at the stats. We've got a few followers and those, out there. And those 10 people, we got you. And yeah. keep on getting us. Yeah. So it's good. So I've been busy. I know we I'm have. so tired. So many kids programs. So many yeah. kids. Yeah. We've just had a good a week, though. We've had a really good week. I will say we just ended our last program of the week this morning. And we've been talking about dinosaurs with our pre-K kids. And anytime you mention a dinosaur to a kid, they go crazy. So my programs have been a little chaotic, but it's fun seeing them pretend they're dinosaurs. And I, I can't pronounce the names of these dinosaurs. But I bet they do. They, they know, know them all. Of all. Them. <laughs> and if you pronounce it wrong, they tell you about mm-hmm. it. So I have been corrected a lot this week. And that's great because I need to be corrected every now and then. And then this week during our homeschool program, we got this big grant through, I think it was the Institute Museum, it's IMLS. I got to look up the actual name of that. But they gave us this great grant to uh, order and purchase uh, STEM products for programming. Mm-hmm. So we talked about robots this week, and that was a lot of fun. But again, I'm not a tech person. <laughs> like, I feel like there's certain things with technology that I'm good at. Yeah. But when it comes to explaining how, how they work, how it like, works, who knows? no, it's over my head. So again, the kids, you know, they corrected me as I told them wrong a few times on Tuesday afternoon. But at the end of the program, they had great solar bug robots to mm-hmm. play with and keep forever. And that was a lot of fun, too. So we've had a really good week with programs. Awesome. Yeah. It's good when you have a program that like people really truly enjoyed and got yeah. something out of. Yeah, so. and I love hearing the parents respond with "That's so neat" or "That's so cool" because yeah. you know you're providing something that they can't provide exactly. for their kids. Yeah, so it's been a good week. I will say it's been busy, but it's been very very good. And we've got a lot coming. So much coming. So much planning. So much coming. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get into the whole summer reading spiel just yet, but we're we're planning on that and. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to go to the primary center tomorrow on Friday and talk to 1,200 kids. Huh. (laughs) 30-minute increments. So I'll be talking nonstop um, tomorrow. No voice for the weekend. No voice. I'm going to take my water and my mints tomorrow and keep my throat, you know, well hydrated. But we're going to hopefully get them excited about summer reading this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Anything before summer reading, though, that anyone needs to 
know about? I just have my regular program. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday every week, we are doing pre-K story hour. And on Tuesday afternoons at one, we do homeschool enrichment. So that'll be going through the end of this month. Through the end of this month. I'm hoping, Sheila, my lovely director, listen to me. I'm hoping <laughs> I can keep one of my pre-K story hours going through the entire summer on Wednesdays at one. Um so we'll see. That's yeah. not a for sure thing yet, but I'm hoping we can at least provide one regular program throughout the summer months. So keep in touch on Facebook. So yeah, we'll, we'll it's not definite it. yet, but, you know, we're gonna, we're hoping. I think it would be really good to keep at least one of those programs going on throughout the year. Yeah. And then Miss Delanda, our teen librarian, she's got a couple things coming up for teens ages 13 to 18. She's having game night. That's going to be next Thursday on May 19th at five. She's got all kinds of good games yeah. for game night. You, she used to have <coughs> these really big games. I was thinking she had like life-size games. Life-size like games. Jenga, but I don't know if she still has those anymore. I don't know if she's got them either, but they were huge and she would spend so much time getting all that together, but it was really well received. Yeah. The teens thought that was the, the, the coolest thing. And then there's still time, I think, to join her book club for this month. She's got a teen book club that meets and the next meeting will be Thursday, May 26th, and I believe it's at 5 o'clock. She always has, I think, some kind of good food to go along with that book discussion. Yeah. So Lots of snacks. Lots of snacks. You know, those teen snacks. <clears throat> yeah. She should have um, pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. That would be good. So you can burn your mouth off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what have you got going on? Um, so I've just had my um, Bee Friendly Garden program last weekend. So the Beekeeper Association kind of came and presented on uh, pesticides to avoid and how to make your garden a little more friendly for bees. But that was last week. So if you missed out, you missed out on a lot of good information. Yay. I sat in and watched or listened. It was a lot of good stuff. Um, but on the 21st, I'm going to have an adopt a house plant program. So that's going to be on our front porch during the farmer's market. I love it. So um, the Scottsville Garden Club is going to be helping me get some plants together. They're going to be there and help you get your pick out what plant you want to take home. And then you can, um, they'll kind of tell you how to take care of that plant. So I'm going to bring spider plants for sure. I'm not sure what plants they're bringing. I can't remember what they committed to. But so that's going to be on Saturday and that's from 10 to 11 May 21st. And that's also Lego Day. Oh, that's right. Lego so Day. So Lego Club is 1130 to... It's 11 to 1230. 11 to 1230. Mm -hmm. I knew there was a 30 in there. So it's the third <laughs> Saturday of every month from 11 to 1230. Yeah. And then I think on the 24th, that's a Tuesday at five is when we're having our um, Reads to Watch book club. So uh, Jamie's going to be in charge of that one. I did Bridgerton last time. She's doing... Um, Killing Floor, which is the first book of the Jack Reacher series. And we're going to have hopefully peach pie and coffee. That's mm. has to do with the book. So check out the book at the front desk and you will learn what that's all about. <laughs> I love it. Well, Chelsea, you might be making the peach pies. I guess I could. Because she has learned, guys, how to make these great little hand pies, the fried pies that just yeah. are perfect for your hand. I'm, I'm impressed. I've been working on wanting to learn those for forever. My granny always made them and I've been learning from my mm -hmm. aunt how to do that. So delicious. Yeah. Her crust is amazing. So good. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess enough about us and we got lots of programs that are great, but I guess people want to hear what we're reading. So. Yes. 
What have you been reading lately, Miss Chelsea? Um, I just finished listening to a book that I did not know what it was about. It was pretty much a blind date. Um, <clears throat> someone came in the library and returned the book. She's like, tapped on it. She was like, this was really good and walked off. <laughs> and I was looking for a book to listen to and I saw it and I was like, okay, we'll give it a try. Yeah. And it was really good. It's so interesting to read a book where you're just like, I have no idea if this is a romance. I don't mm -hmm. know if this is a murder mystery. Right. I don't know what it's about, but, um, spoiler alert. It's a bit of a, <laughs> it's a bit both, I guess good. it's a murder mystery and there is a little bit of romance in there, but, um, it's called the maid by Nita Prose. And it was a really interesting story because it doesn't come out and say this, but I'm pretty sure, um, the main character, um, her name is Molly, Molly, the maid. And she keeps talking about how she's different. Like she's a, grew up with her grandmother. She always knew she was different from, everybody else she was like severely bullied but um i think you can kind of infer that she is on the spectrum mm -hmm. and um she she just has a lot of trouble expressing maybe no like reading cues like oh, yeah. social cues and like things that we like that aren't literal like yeah. when you have uh, expressions that aren't literal she takes them as literal is and she like amelia bedelia I guess that there is a, a element of okay. Amelia Bedelia. Okay. <laughs> the children's librarian in me is yeah. trying to relate this to something I'm familiar a with. A little it. bit. And it is kind of funny, but it turns into such a problem for her because oh. she is this maid and um, this big grand hotel and one of their main big spending clients. She finds him dead in, a ho in his hotel room. Oh, okay. So... It's all kind of, she's dealing with this traumatic experience. Like mm -hmm. she's never dealt with mm -hmm. anything like this. So she's dealing with that and there's becomes an investigation into he was actually murdered. And then they suspect that she could have had something to do with it. And like, she doesn't know how to read social cues. And it's hard if you've never dealt with someone who's like that, it's hard to read them mm -hmm. and like communicate with them, right. I guess. Like, so she just gets in such a pickle and <laughs> I was listening to it while I was on vacation with Abby and her family. And I was, who works here? Um, yeah, Miss Abby. Miss Abby. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, Ugh! and I would throw my <laughs> headphones off and they're like, what'd she do now? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, she's just getting into such a mess. <laughs> but it is, it was so good. Well, like good. there are twists and like little shocking revelations in her life and things that have happened mm -hmm. that were just so good. And it reminded me, the main character reminded me of, um, there's a book called Elephant. Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by mm -hmm. Gail Honeyman, and it's a very similar um, female character okay. in that book. Have you read? No, but book? I remember you reading that, and you said yeah. it was good. It was, that's also a good book. I can't remember. It's been years since I read it, yeah. so I can't remember. But I just know there's similarities in that, um, the personality of her and how she just doesn't read social cues gotcha. very well. But well, that's what I've been reading. I haven't been reading much, honestly. It's been such a struggle. Well, the last podcast, I forget. I think I was with Jamie. I was like, I'm not reading anything. And she's like, well, it's okay because you're a new mom. I'm like, how long can I use that as, <laughs> as an excuse? Forever. <laughs> I'm not a new mom. And I haven't read. Like, like, I've oh. read, I have my Goodreads uh, challenge. I'm supposed to read 25 books. I've read four. Hey, four. <laughs> you only have 21 to go. Half the year. Yeah, you're but good. it's already almost June. It's okay. <laughs> You'll get this because you are one of these that when it comes down to the final days, you are committed to 
finishing it up. The only way I got it last year is because I had COVID. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, let's hope you don't get COVID again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, well, I have been reading. Um, usually I'm an audiobook girl because it's what helps me do things while I'm enjoying something because I just can't sit down and read a book right now. But I've been making myself read a book at night because the screen is making me not fall asleep well. So I'm reading the book and I'm reading Kristen, Kristen Hanna's Magic Hour. And it's not an older book. <clears throat> it was actually republished later on as the title, the title called Wild. So if you've read Wild, it's the same book as um, The Magic Hour. Um, and I guess they did this because one of the covers wasn't great. One of the titles wasn't wonderful. So they're going to rebrand it and it did better. So. You know, there are so many books that I catalog and they do like um, Debbie Maycomber. Mm -hmm. A lot of her books get like, because she's had such a long mm -hmm. writing career. Like a lot of times they'll reissue just to yeah. so sell more books. <laughs> I just hadn't realized that that was a thing. So yeah. they rebranded it and I guess it's doing better. Um but yeah, so Kristen Hanna's Magic Hour, it's got a lot of different characters. All the characters have uh, really realistic problems, like they're just real life people. You've got Ellie, who is a chief of police at a small town. And so she's trying to <coughs> make her stamp in the world as a woman doing what we, what a lot of people see as a man's job. And she's trying to put her foot there. Her father may have been chief of police earlier and she just wants to make him proud. Um, her sister is a Dr. Julia Kate. She's a child psychiatrist and she's world renowned and really good at her job. But one case that she was working on, um, a tragedy happens within the, that picture and it really just ruins her career. It wasn't necessarily her fault, but as a psychiatrist, I think they're prone to seeing things that need to take place before a disaster can happen and she missed it. So mm -hmm. something happens and that really ruins her in a way. Um, what she's been so good at, she missed it. She made a mistake. Um, lives were lost and can she ever overcome that? So in the middle of all of those things going on with Ellie trying to prove herself, with Julia trying to pick up the pieces, in Ellie's hometown, uh, there's a really big storm. There's a big clap of thunder. And all of a sudden, there's a wild, what they call a wild girl in a tree holding a wolf puppy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's a little crazy. This is just the beginning. It's not giving anything away. I'm not going to go too far into it. So small town setting, of course, a few, I mean, we live in a small town. If something like this happened in Scottsville, I think it would shut the streets down. You'd have the fire department shutting down the streets, you know, looking up at the child and the tree howling like a puppy. Like she is animalistic in nature. She later we found out she's about six years old. They're able to coerce her out of the tree uh, once they get the puppy and get him secure. They have to sedate her because she is wild in nature. And I guess that's why this first title was called Wild. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that way. Yeah. Um, but after getting her hospitalized to check her out and making sure she's okay, there are significant wounds and malnourishment and ligature marks on her feet and her ankles and her arms. So something very problematic has happened to this little girl. And Ellie, who's in charge of overseeing the protection of this girl, 
knows that the only person who can get deep into this child who is not talking, who will not communicate, who stays in a corner in this hospital room is her sister, Julia. So this is Julia's chance to really redeem herself. Redeem herself and she does. And um, she ends up naming the girl Alice. And there's other things that happen within that I won't go into, but um, it's good. Like yeah. it's a good book. And, I, you know, it's got just enough of that murder mystery thing in there or with true crime things happening that that's what intrigues me because I'm so engrossed in that. I think a lot of us are. But it's got other things, too, that makes it not just a crime, um, you know, mystery book. It's got yeah, other family, family troubles that you can relate to. And and yes, yeah, some some things seem far fetched about this girl showing up in a tree with a wolf puppy. It's kind of out there, but everything else kind of brings it down to earth and it makes it very believable. So I really liked it. It's called Magic Hour by Kristen Hanna, and it was wonderful. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. You ready for my next one? Let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Winnie the Pooh. Okay. So um, I've got a baby. Y'all know this. And I'm trying to be the good librarian mom who's reading to her kid every night. It doesn't happen every night. Um, But couple times a week, I want to try to read with him like a big, you know, let's read before you go to bed. We'll do, tra- we'll do picture books every day. Um, but I wanted to read something more fulfilling. I know he's not grasping a lot, but I believe that the the more words children hear, the more words they'll know. And also, <clears throat> children are made readers on the laps of, of their, their parents. parents. You know who wrote that? You. No. no. <laughs> Emily Buckwald. So she said Who's she? I don't know. Oh, but okay. She's just the person who she quoted that. Okay. It's on my, I have it on my email tag. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So Winnie the Pooh, I know it was one book that I read as a child, um, but reading it as an adult is just so sweet. Yeah. Like, Christopher Robin is this little boy we know. We've seen him, you know, our whole life. And he just had this wonderful imagination that were brought to life in these animalistic forms. And I don't know. There's not much to say about it besides I just love it. And I love the chapter where Eeyore loses his tail. And it's Pooh's mission that he's going to figure out how Eeyore lost his tail. And as I'm reading these books to, to Silas at night, these stories... He's not paying a lot of attention. He's one, you know, he's not doing a lot with it. But it's funny when I come to certain names now, like he's heard them over and over now enough to know a character's name. And we'll come to Pooh or we'll come to Piglet or we'll come to Eeyore. And every time we come to Eeyore, he just stops and he turns around and looks over his shoulder at me. So I know he's getting something out of it. But Winnie the Pooh by um, A.A. Milne. I think it's good to revisit, especially if you have young ones. But if you don't, just revisit it. It's good to revisit it's childhood good. favorites. And you, the, I mean, the parents get something out of it because there's a lot of, I mean, humor in there that children won't necessarily understand. But as an adult, I mean, it's not awful humor. It's just funny stuff, you know, witty, witty little comments and sides and stuff. And I don't know, Winnie the Pooh. It's a good one. I dressed up as Eeyore one time for um, Halloween. Did you lose your tail? I don't. I don't know. I wore um, like 
purple sweatsuit and a pinned tail on me. <laughs> I was very lazy. Oh, <laughs> Eeyore is so down though. He's like, yep. well, lost my tail. And I don't know. I mean, I always do my voices and yep. stuff and come to find <laughs> out that pesky old owl thought that this thing wasn't being used and she just took it from Eeyore. But Pooh saved the day. Always. He always does. <laughs> All right. Now, is there anything else? I'm trying to think. Oh, I wanted to say one thing. I have a book that I'm fixing to start reading. I'm super excited about. Okay. It's, um, you know, Paul Holes? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Paul Holes. Maybe this is a preview for your next This will uh, be a discussion. preview. <laughs> We're not going to go. I've not even opened the pages yet. I've just heard about it. So I got the book. Uh, Paul Holes. He was the lead detective on uh, the capture of the Golden State Killer. And um, he wrote a book called Unmasked, and it's all about the different cases that he has worked on. But it also is supposed to dip into his family life and how it's affected his children and his wife and those relationships. It has to. I it can't imagine to. working on like cases like that. It has to. I'm a huge Paul Holes fan. You got me listening to My Favorite Murder, that yep. podcast, years ago. And since then, Paul has become a part of that network and he has his own podcast out. And I think his hashtag that the people have come up with is hot for holes. Yeah. And I think it's so funny. He's a little cutie. So be looking out for that review. Um, Unmasked by Paul holes. I think it's going to be a good one. Yep. All right. Well, we did it. We did it. This has been fun. Well, thanks. We will be back in a couple of weeks with some, you know, it won't be us probably. I don't know who's going to do it next time. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All (laughs) right. Have a great one, and we will see you next time. Among the the Stacks. Goodbye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.